Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, Sarah Avampado is back to talk more about the NHL's return to play, and Wright said Sarah is too sexy for this format, all on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keep it, I love it. (laughs) I know that's where you got your Twitter handle from. It is, it is. Whenever I was... Like my, my Twitter handle used to just be like random song lyrics, but then once I started doing hockey stuff more seriously, I was like, okay, fine. I need something that makes sense to say out loud or whatever. Um, but I couldn't think of anything. And being named Sarah is like the most basic. Like er, er, there, there's nothing. And like I couldn't think of anything, anything good that was a pun off of my last name because a lot of people make it sound like like it, it kind of sounds like avocado, but like there weren't any good avocado puns left. Like I just had nothing. And so I asked some of my friends like. I, I crowdsourced that name um, and one of my friends suggested it. And she also was like, this this might be too goofy for you. I was like, holy crap. No, it's amazing. So yes, you are exactly right where it came from. You mean you didn't (laughs) go with avocado toast? I don't know that that would fit. Also, like no one can spell my last name. So I was trying to not use it just because from 30 plus years of having to spell it very slowly for everyone. I was like, no, I need it to be something that like, I can say and like they don't as long as they get that it's Sarah with an H like they'll have success. I needed to idiot proof it. (laughs) And we start off the show with the bang folks. I didn't even get to say welcome to (laughs) welcome to locked on Anaheim Ducks brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And I will give them a special shout out later. Uh, First, I'm just going to go completely Californian here. It's 100 degrees here. It is freaking hot. So the AC is on in the background. Yesterday, it wasn't as hot. Today, it's even hotter. I don't care. It's 100 degrees. The AC has to be on at all times today. So if you hear the little buzzing, it's the air conditioning. Uh, (laughs) You've heard Sarah. Look, it's 80 degrees here. It's 80 degrees here, and it is also freaking hot because this is Chicago, and we're not equipped for, like, that like it, it my air conditioning is also on because i'm a baby and it's hot <laughs> <laughs> i will trade you so i do want to point this out <laughs> right now um this is how californian i am i'm wearing an ontario rain shirt actually from one of their 5ks so i got the rain shirt on i have my club 33 mug from disneyland yes i've been to club 33 it's awesome and in it i'm drinking boysenberry punch because Knott's Berry Farm Marketplace is open, so I got some berry punch. How much more Californian can I get, Sarah? <laughs> um, definitely thinking, like, palm tree and surfboard, and, like, you didn't talk at all about the traffic or the route that you took to get from one place to the other, so you gotta, you gotta get that in there, too. And then, 100%. Yeah, because we don't say highway this or I this. No, it's the 60, nope. the 10, the 405. That's how we roll. So we've talked for a few minutes. Didn't talk about hockey. So let's get right into that. So we left off yesterday with the whole safety thing. I do want to come across this bullet point on Gary Bettman's press conference that took place yesterday. So he stated that the NHL will follow guidance from civil and medical authorities. In other words, if there isn't any risk of players or staff to spread the coronavirus and that state's legislator gives the okay to play, then the NHL would get the go-ahead to play. This is still a big hurdle that the league has to overcome, 
but it's looking like they're heading in the right direction at least so there's that right yeah i mean they're they're trying and they're at least saying we will allegedly listen to the officials in in the places we are maybe going to play so again like i better than i expected of them honestly yeah um this fourth point i'm just going to gloss over it uh, so the fourth point pleads for the nhl and nhl players association to have partnership and cooperation he went on to thank people he thanked the return to play committee which includes the Senators Ron Hainsey, who's not going to play anyway, so why not have him in it? Uh, the Oilers Connor McDavid, the Jets Mark Shifley, who, by the way, is not a captain. <laughs> See, this is a callback yeah, to the Jeopardy man. episode. Uh, the the Leafs <laughs> it's John, haunt me. Yeah, the Leafs John Tavares and the Flyers James Van Riemsdyk, and he also went on to thank people who worked tirelessly to come up with the plan to award the Stanley Cup that would be fair and the best option to honor the tradition and integrity of awarding the most coveted trophy in sports i'll agree on that it is the most coveted trophy in sports does this really honor tradition and integrity i think it kind of does i could see it because it's a complete playoff and most of the season is done so i guess in a sense it honors tradition sort of right i guess yeah, I mean, it honors tradition by continuing to play hockey in a format that approximates sort of the playoffs, I guess, maybe. It's tradition adjacent, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm going to call it, tradition adjacent. That's way too long. Uh, but really, this return to play, it's going to be really good to have extensive testing and good that they are trying to return to play and reward the Stanley Cup because the last time it was not awarded was because of the player strike. And before that, it took another pandemic to not award the Stanley Cup all the way back in 1919 between the Seattle Metropolitans and the Montreal Canadiens. Wow, they've been around forever, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, 1919. Um, now I'm just thinking if, like, how, however many, like... That that robbed the Canadians from like what like their fiftieth Stanley Cup or however many it is. <laughs> Laura did send you that video. I don't didn't know. Who, I don't know who the favored team was in nineteen nineteen, but I just assume that the Canadians would have won again no, because they're the it, Canadians. It was looking like, <laughs> like Seattle was going to win it. And if you listen to the three part series from Locked On Ducks a couple of months ago, hey, you see what I did there? Yeah, I did a whole uh-huh. three part series on this. Um, there's also going to be some hub cities that come into play. So here are some of the hub cities under consideration. Chicago. Hey, you can see some. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Dallas. Edmonton. Las Vegas. Los Angeles. Hey, I could see some. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Pittsburgh. Toronto. And Vancouver, BC. So three Canadian teams, seven American teams, three teams in the East Coast. So it's very possible that both hubs could be in the West Coast. What do you think of that? That'd be hilarious. I think they said, like, they're expecting one from each, like, one from Eastern Conference, one from Western Conference. But it's also the NHL. So, like, who the heck knows what they're going to do? Yeah. Um, Before we head into the first intermission, just very quickly, who are your choices for the two hub cities? 
Oh, I'm trying to figure, remember who's in what conference. Um, Minneapolis, I'd go with Minneapolis for Western Conference. And this is based solely on this. You, I know you asked for a quick answer, but this is me and I'm incapable of doing that. Like this is based on kind of like my real life experience with these places and like the infrastructure they have set up. Um, like Minneapolis is a great choice just because it's Minnesota. They have rinks everywhere. Um, the setup at Excel Center is great uh, because they have the Excel Center and the like TRIA, like whatever it's called, their like practice rink are very close to each other. There's a jillion hotels. And then if they need more rinks, like you just go outside and throw like a stone and you're going to hit more hockey places. Um, Eastern Conference. I mean, I actually I cut like. I was kind of swayed by some people on Twitter who were talking about Columbus just because of um, Columbus. Their practice rink is attached to uh, whatever nationwide, nationwide arena. arena. Yep. Um, so they, yeah. And so they have the two rinks, you know, and it's regulation size. So they have two rinks there and Columbus has an enormous amount of hotels like clustered right around the arena. Um, so there'd be like, you know, there wouldn't be transit issues or anything. Um, and it's Columbus, and I feel like, you know, people bag on Columbus all the time, but, like, I went and I thought it was a really great experience um, and a city that maybe people should pay more attention to. So those would be my picks. So I originally thought Las Vegas should be a pick because they are geographically close here, but also because they have the hotel rooms. But there's a large homeless mm-hmm. population out there. They don't have the practice rinks out there yet. So I ruled out Vegas. I ruled out L.A. for obvious reasons. It should not be L.A. or Chicago because they are massive cities that could spike at any moment. So here's where we agree. I agree on Minneapolis. What? Minneapolis, <laughs> I think, has a plethora of practice rinks. And I've also been there. Great arena, great facility. They have plenty of practice rinks within a small radius. And you could easily contain it there. So Minneapolis, I think, is a pristine choice to have hockey come back. As far as the Eastern Conference goes, between Columbus, Pittsburgh, and Toronto, I actually thought Toronto's perfect uh, for this sole reason. They have the facilities, they have the rinks, they have the capability of testing like crazy. And it's close enough to the league offices that they can really be right there at a moment's notice just in case something happens. So I like the idea of Toronto. Plus, they also have the Ryko Center. In case they can't play at Air Canada or whatever it's called now, Scotia Place, they could play at Scotia. They could play at the Ryko Center or the Rico Center, which is where the Toronto Marlies play. So they have plenty of options there. Vegas, they only have the one big arena, and they also have the practice facility. Henderson's Arena hasn't been built yet. Orleans Arena, that'd be a no-go. Same with L.A., Chicago. So those are my picks. Minneapolis and Toronto. Uh, Sarah, you want to talk some more after this? Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to give a very special shout-out to Built Bar today because I will admit that I did order some more Built Bars over the weekend. Uh, Memorial Day had their special one-day thing where if you bought some Built Bar, then you would also get a bag of Built Boost. So I am going to give a shout-out to Rachel Smith, who... I guess does some of the ordering for Built Bar. And uh, Rachel Smith personally thanked me for ordering and thanked me for my business. And I got a nice little email yesterday saying that my order has been shipped and they're very, very nice. So you have real people wanting to connect with their customers. And I think that's awesome that they want to connect and they want to reach out. So that is tops to me. So not only do they have a great 
great tasting product, but they have amazing customer service. And that's another reason to get Built Bar, right? Absolutely. It's nice to like shop at places, especially now that like realize you're a real person and actually give you like communication and not just a form like your order has shipped. Like what? Like, yeah, it's nice to like there's a real person on the other end and not just a computer. Yeah, it's very refreshing. So aside from having the best tasting protein bars ever, you have great customer service, great deals going on. And this week only for Memorial Day week. You can use double code. So you can use the promo code USA10 to get 10% off your order with $5 off each box. And you can also use the locked on promo code to get $10 off your first order. So once again, that's the promo code USA10. But most of all, promo code locked on to get $10 off your first order of Built Bar. And you could buy them at BuiltBar.com. And Sarah, how do you spell that? B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R dot com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. And coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about playoff format. Yay. Ugh, gross. Yay, I guess. Yeah, stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On, Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm joined by Sarah Avampato from Locked On NHL. Hello. Yeah, I have been listening. Locked On NHL is a fantastic show. And you wonder why I said what I said in the previous segments. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, been talking a little bit on Locked On NHL on the Monday show, um, in addition to breaking down uh, kind of what the AHL landscape looks like after their season uh, was canceled. Uh, I talked with Danny from Locked On Golden Knights about uh, the return to play and the fact that Vegas is considered one of the hub cities. And yeah, I mean, I think that Vegas's perspective, and it is true that like you could put like the entire NHL, I think, in like one of those enormous hotels um you know they, they have they definitely have the space to put people um and just or like i don't know there have to be like 24 hotel like your 12 hotels <laughs> that you could just put a team in each hotel like i don't even know um, but i feel like they have the space to put people um but i, I do think that the like just one rink um in vegas proper uh without you know going out to their practice rink or whatever um is probably like not good in their favor, but also like the league loves Vegas. So I, you know, who knows something that I didn't mention the NBA, the national basketball association, they want to have their games take place in Vegas. And it makes more sense to have the NBA in Vegas than the NHL in Vegas, as far as returning to play, but the NBA doesn't have a plan yet. So who knows if they're going to come back and baseball, (laughs) I'm going to just be honest and move on. I think baseball is a long way from coming back. I don't think baseball is coming back. I'm going to be pessimistic about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. And that's probably going to make my buddy across the street, Taylor Blake Ward, very upset. But I just have to be honest. Okay. Playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. I don't. Is that a real thing? It's been so long. Well, neither of our teams are in well, what's, it. So what's it. What's it like? What's it like? 
Um, I don't remember them. As a the last I remember is just just a nightmare. As someone uh, the, who the, covers, like, the, I, I'll speak for yourself. You have two Stanley Cups in the past decade. Yeah, but but, but. you know what the Ducks have had in the past decade? They've had Game Seven pain at home. Oh, let's look at 2013. Oh, they lose Game Seven at home. Let's look at 2014. They lose Game Seven at home. Look at 2015. They lost the Western Conference Finals multiple times. They lost Game Seven at home. 2016. Can you edit in, like, the sad trombone sound effect here? Like, wah, 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 wah. (laughs) And here it is. (laughs) And there's the sad trombone. Ay, ay, ay. So, Ducks fans know the pain. Kings fans shouldn't have to worry about said pain because they've won two Stanley Cups. (laughs) But, like every Ducks fan will point out, and I will point out right now, the Ducks won it first. (laughs) So yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Hey, you know what? We we both have something on, say, San Jose. Yes, take that, sharks, <laughs> or scream, screaming squids, or whatever they were called. See, I can throw it back. Oh, too. whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! The content boys listen once in a while. <laughs> I love those guys. They're cool. Kyle's awesome. Yeah, they just don't have it. They just don't have a Stanley Cup. <laughs> hey, you know what? They're not in it either, so we can talk crap. <laughs> but here's how the playoffs are going to go down now that the silliness is out of our system here. So the playoff format is going to be 24 teams resuming play. Yeah, 24 teams. The top 12 teams in each conference by points percentage will be playing for the Stanley Cup. Gee, it's funny how that works out, right? And if it was just 16 Ugh. teams, then certain teams would not be in it. And I was critical about this last week, and I'm going to continue to be critical about it again. But with this 24-team format, hmm, there are three original six teams that would not have made the playoffs under normal circumstances. All of a sudden, they're playing for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, you heard that right. Three original six teams are all of a sudden in it. The Montreal Canadiens, oh, geez, they're in it now. How about Chicago? Hey, they're in it too. (sighs) Great. So Montreal's in it now. And so are the New York Rangers? Wait, really? They're in it? Okay. So New York's (laughs) in it. What about the West? Oh, Chicago's in it. Great. They're in it. They're last in their division, but they're in this playoff because the Pacific stinks. And California is apparently the worst state in hockey because the three teams that are out in the Western Conference, the Ducks, the Kings, and the Sharks, man, the Kings shot themselves in the foot. They had to go and win seven games, and all of a sudden, they don't have great odds for a... uh, Whatever. Everything's horrible. (laughs) Imagine being a Ducks fan right now. Imagine being a Kings fan right now. They had to go and win seven in a row. They couldn't lose one of those games. What's going to happen... What's gonna happen? Like we're gonna, we're, we're. I know we're gonna talk about this later, but what's gonna happen is like the freaking Rangers are gonna get into like the Stanley Cup final and then also win the draft lottery or something, and then I'm gonna go walk into the ocean. <laughs> we're gonna keep that on record just in case that happens. So here, <laughs> I am not kidding. This whole thing is weird, bizarro land. So here are the matchups by conference. Let's start with the Eastern Conference first for no particular reason. 
So it's going to start off as a round robin. Yeah. So here's the play playoff format. Oh, wait. I didn't talk about phase the phases. Should I go over phases first, quickly? Oh, God. I need a map. I need a map. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I have a map, and it's still over the, all over the place. Phase <laughs> two is going to be having players come back into voluntary, small group, and on and off ice training. Uh, the NHL expects to enter phase two in early June, where teams can return to their home training facilities. Phase 3 is going to begin a formal training camp no earlier than July 1st. Phase 4, when appropriate, is when hockey would resume. Round-robin games will have regular season, overtime, and shootout rules to determine playoff seeding. And there will be points per game, and depending on how the round-robin goes, those top four seeds could change. I like that. I mean, no reason to go into long overtimes. Just play it like regular season rules. Does it count as regular season? No, it counts as a plan, I guess. So here are the top four seeds in the Eastern Conference. Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philadelphia. Each team would play each other once in a round-robin format. Western Conference. St. Louis, or St. Louis. <laughs> Colorado. Vegas. And Edmonton. No, sorry. Would it be Edmonton? No, it would be Dallas. Dallas would be that fourth seed because by percentage yeah. points, Edmonton would be the fifth seed. Ugh. Yep. That's a little <laughs> disgusting, I guess. <laughs> what do you think about the round-robin format? It's so weird. This feels like something they just made up because they didn't know what the heck else to do. Like, <laughs> I like, if they would have... The, this all goes back to the whole stupid like why did you insert other teams into this in the first place like quit like just go by points percentage and pick the top 16 and then like go from there like this is ridiculous like it'll be fun because there'll be more hockey to watch and but like that'll be and like seeing the best of the best kind of like maybe a possible preview of the conference final uh, maybe like that'll be fun but it just seems overly convoluted you think because they didn't know how to handle it convoluted is the best way to put it <laughs> i mean this 2014 format if that's the best way to do it then i guess that could be the best way to do it i don't know if i agree with it totally but if that's the way they want to go then fine so be it like these matchups aren't even interesting like, you don't think so? Look, look, no, I mean, eh, no, no, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't find any, like, I mean, I guess that this is where the, like, how they, like, re, redid the playoffs however many years ago to, like, stoke more rivalries or whatever. Like, I don't really feel like many of these teams have recent history as, as, as rivals. It's well, just, like they just all seem kind of the fact that meh. the fact that you have the original six teams except for Detroit all in it. I mean, we know what this is. This no, is, that's right. Det this <laughs> Detroit's is a, the only one that's been, oh. We know Detroit's what this so is. Sad. This is a money grab. That's all this is. Oh yeah. I mean, we we could see it for what it is. 
they want those teams to be in it because they want the TV revenue, and I get that the NHL wants to recoup some of that lost money. For that reason, I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. Uh, One interesting point that I wanted to bring up before we go into the whole system. So, the round robin is regular season rules. The qualifying round would... They determine that it's probably going to be playoff style rules that will be a best of five. And the qualifying winners will play the top seeds in the first round. Then after that, it goes into regular playoff mode. So here are the team matchups as far as um, each hub city. Um, So the top four seeds, round robin in the east. As I said, Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philly. And as far as the Western Conference for round robin seeding, it is those four teams that I just mentioned. Dallas is in it all of a sudden. Here's the Eastern Conference for the best of five qualifying round. Fifth seed, Pittsburgh versus Montreal. Okay. Six versus 11, Carolina versus the New York Rangers. Seven versus 10, the Islanders versus the Florida Panthers. Eight versus nine, Toronto versus Columbus. Can you imagine if Columbus wins that series? Over oh, Toronto? now, now that now I find it interesting. If we can make <laughs> some chaos, then I'm I'm all for this. But like, yeah, none of those, none of. The, I mean, I guess the Penguins and Canadians have history. I guess together, it's just none of them see. Like, I don't know. I don't get like as jazzed about any of these as I would about like Kings versus Ducks or something yeah. like. Um, They're just all teams that happen to be playing each other. In the Western Conference, and here's where it gets very fun. Uh, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas, they'd be the top four teams in the West. Then we get to the play- <laughs> to the playoff seedings. Chicago <laughs> is in it. How the hell is Chicago in it? They get to play the Edmonton Oilers. You know what? That's interesting. Magic. <laughs> That's an interesting series. It, that, yeah, and that one's interesting, too, because I think the... I saw somewhere and like, I could be wrong, but I think the like Blackhawks were two and one over the oil. Like they just had the Oilers number this year. Yeah. Um, so I feel like some Oilers fans are actually kind of like wary of this, especially because the Blackhawks kind of, kind of like the Kings. Like I think they had been doing fairly, you know, they had spurts of playing fairly well together. Um, and Maybe maybe they will when this comes back. They but, still have Jonathan you know, they, Taze. They, they still have Patrick. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> uh, six versus 11. Corey Crawford exists. <laughs> six versus 11. Nashville versus Arizona. Without that home crowd advantage, Arizona has a chance. Yeah. I mean, and Nashville's been a disaster this season. Yeah, and Arizona's like... used to playing in empty crowds anyway, so this is no different. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I lie? <laughs> you did not. It's a shame Ottawa's not in this. Yeah, really. Uh, seven versus ten. <laughs> Vancouver. Ottawa has more fans than Arizona. Anyway, seven versus ten. Vancouver versus Minnesota. Ooh, that could be fun. And eight versus nine. Welcome to the Cal- to the Canada <laughs> one. Calgary versus Winnipeg. Ooh, there's some tension between those two teams. There's a little bit of an edge between Calgary and Winnipeg. That could be a very fun qualifying round to watch. 
No, after this happens, each team would be either reseeded or they would go into a bracket. They have not determined that yet, and they will determine it before each respective round happens. So there are two possibilities. Either they go the current format and just have the 5 versus 12 play the 4 and do it as a bracket. Or they could do it as they did back in the old days. And by the old days, I mean last decade. Remember when they did this where they would reseed after the first round? So, like, the first seed would play the worst out of whoever's left? Yes. <laughs> Give me more chaos. That's what I want. <laughs> have it reseed. So, if Chicago upsets Edmonton, they don't have to play the number four seed. They got to play the number one seed. That's probably the best way to do this is just reseed it. That's how I see this. Give me chaos. That's how I see this happening. Oh, oh now I want it. <laughs> and furthermore on this, um, this has not yet been determined. The first and second round could still either be a best of five or a best of seven. Which do you think is better? Best of five or best of seven? I like best of seven just because it's consistent with the way that the world has always worked, but also I'm sure they want to be aware of not having to put players through more games than, than necessary. But like, yeah, just don't, don't change things. It's I'm bad at math. Like (laughs) I'm fine either way. Uh, In (laughs) any event, the conference finals and Stanley cup final will be a best of seven. So no matter what, Lord Stanley's Cup will be a best of seven, and same with winning the conference finals. So at least there's some tradition still there, I guess, for what it's worth. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So that I'm okay with. We went way over time, so we're going to finish that conversation on Friday's show where we talked more about the NHL draft. Yeah, we never got around to the draft until later in this conversation, so I'll have that for you on Friday's show. Just a reminder, you can hear this podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And don't forget, Friday, we're going to continue and conclude our conversation with Sarah Avampado from Locked On NHL. And I thank her once again for coming on and joining me and having a little bit of fun as the NHL strives to resume play in a matter of a couple of months. So let's be excited about that, I guess. So also one more thing. Next week is going to be June. Next week, hopefully, we will have Hockey Jeopardy come back. So stay tuned for that. I'll have more details about that, hopefully, on Friday. And if you want to talk hockey with me, hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Or you can email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. And be sure to be kind to everyone out there. Practice safe social distancing, please. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. And I'll see you at the rink. And stay cool, Anaheim. It's hot out there. <laughs>